Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode Al. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-Roe hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, we hope, and MSW Media. Yes, because you understand fine information. And you know what? And also, you're you're sexy. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You're sexy. All right. That's just how it works. It's not even something you're trying for. It's not even something you're trying for. You can't avoid it. You wish you could. (laughs) Tell me about it. We also want to thank everyone who is supporting this podcast right now, especially at this time, because our industry is on a double strike. I mean, Mm -hmm. even Snoop Dogg just canceled his show at the Hollywood Bowl until Mm -hmm. SAG gets off a strike. Okay? That's right. All right, because it is serious. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures of people walking the line, but thank you, for everybody, for supporting us. And it's hot. Walking this line is it's hard. Hot. Okay, it's it hot. is hot. It is hot. So thank you, thank you, thank you, because we do important things like pay our rent and eat with that Patreon money. For real. And for real. For Let real. Let me tell you real. how we start counting at midnight. <laughs> 8 a.m. I'm I'll always get I'm I'm getting a gentle reminder from 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 my the team. Yes. Put the Patreon in. Okay. Shoot. It is life saving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for that, you get three micro idiots a week. There are over 550 of them right now, so you can go in there and laugh. And let, let me remind you, the micro idiots are not micro. They're not. They're huge. They're, they're, they're huge. full of passion yes. and a swarthy intellect. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a commercial on that just had in print on the because uh, I keep the computer on you know the TV news you know on mute mm-hmm. in case something breaks while we recording. And they just had a definition for what the perineum is up, and it just has totally rocked my whole psychic moment. You mean your taint? Yeah, they just had a definition printed up of what the <laughs> I just don't. I'm People concerned. Don't know what they well, it caught my eye. I was like, what's going on with perineums? Like, I, you know, so I, I don't know. It ain't, it's because it, it taint the front and it taint the back. It's the, That's right. it's the perineum. It's, it's the perineum. It's the, whoo, hey. The, it's conversations like this that I think are partly keeping us from getting sponsorship on this podcast. Oh, shush it. Let me tell you, this is scientific. All right. You can also get a cameo. That's right. <laughs> about, and we can do a cameo about what a perineum is, okay? If you want it. If you need that, want it, want to give it as a gift. Yes. You can give them as gifts, an anniversary gift, a birthday gift. We can tell your boss why you were late or that you're quitting. Whatever you need. You, maybe you just need a pep talk. 
We can tell your boss where his perineum is. That's right. And <laughs> with very clear directions. <laughs> Angela's got a whole definition already. I have a definition. So you go to caveon.com, get a specific video for all your needs, and you can join us for the Sexy Liberal Indictment Tour especially this year with the only show here in Los Angeles, go to sexyliberal.com. It's going to be October 21st at the Saban Theater. I think you still get tickets and always join us on this for the Stephanie Miller show on the third hour for Fridays with Frangela. Do it. Do it. Okay. This, this, this is, this is, if you haven't seen this footage, go find it. Yeah. McConnell freezes mid-sentence during press briefing. First of all, I'm going to pat every Democrat on the back because you, you know what? I mean, after, when Paul Pelosi was attacked. Thank you. When when Biden falls, that's Thank the you. first thing they're doing is making fun. Republicans, that's the first Republicans, thing they're doing. Yeah, is making fun, GOP, is making fun of somebody else's discomfort uh issue problem and and really maximizing it taking it because we all trip okay we all trip and fall but when when an older person an older by whatever standard you're using i think that it can unequivocally set over 70 or older um that when that happens they 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 start very directly saying that this is evidence this person shouldn't be in office Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what he was tripping on his way to world health conference uh negotiate this or that doesn't matter Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell froze mid-sentence during a press conference on Wednesday, pausing for 20 seconds before colleagues jumped in. Are you okay, Mitch? Asked a Senate Republican Conference Committee Chair John Barrasso, a doctor, while placing a hand on McConnell's right forearm. Anything else you want to say? Let's go back to your office. An aide led McConnell, 81, down the hall to his office, but the Senate minority leader returned and took the first question after his colleagues wrapped up the news conference. CNN's Manu Raju asked him whether the episode was related to a fall earlier this year that left him with a concussion. No, I'm fine, McConnell said before answering several other questions. Let me be clear if you watch this, it will fill you with empathy. It may be temporary, like mm-hmm. it was with me, but it will fill you with because he looks terrified. Yeah. There's a moment where he looks sincerely terrified. Yeah. I wanted to play it, but then I realized you'd be playing silence. Silence. Right. You know, um, so uh, I was a little slow on the uptake for half a second on that. But the reality is it did look scary. And he and he's he was unsteady. What they're not saying in in this when he came back later and spoke is he looks unsteady in that moment. He does not he does not have the robust Mitch McConnell. That's not what you're seeing. What you're seeing is somebody who seems frail and like he should be sitting and he wanders away from that. It's not it's it's he's not he seems unwell. Yeah. And that and, and, and it was and I thought it was scary. And I've watched Democrat after Democrat come up here and be nothing but kind and nothing but this. Senator McConnell has always been a forthright this and that. And while we mm-hmm. don't agree on this, we, mm-hmm. we, you know, we do not see any evidence in his behavior in or out of meetings that anything's wrong with this man. Like they, you know, they have been downright over the top professional kind and for taking it in context. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I really feel like, you know, when I have to watch Andrea Mitchell stumble her way through a broadcast while calling Joe Biden fell asleep. 
Thank you. Fell asleep. Look it up. Watch it. It's incredible. She heroin nods out. She, I've seen her nod out twice. It. This is the thing, and and we have to see her Monday through Friday as it is, and nobody says anything boo about it. No. You know, um, I need her. You know, she has addressed the McConnell thing, but not with nearly the vim and vigor that she's applied. <laughs> Joe Biden's every move, right? Um, or Hunter's. Um, so I, but I, it, it actually was, it was actually, it, it's sad in that moment. You're like, oh my gosh, let this man sit down. Right, right. But you know, it, it, this is my issue. I don't understand how we can be ageist. When the people, the people who are making the ageist claims are Thank all you. over 60, 70 years old. Andrea Mitchell's 107 years old. Okay. There's a rumor that she actually reported on the, uh, the, the completion of the transcontinental railroad. Right. I don't know if that's true, but also she looked good for her. <laughs> as a person who is going to be 55. I am looking at more and more how people are treated. Oh, it's it's bad. It's bad how people are. And, and, I, and let me tell you something. We should be ashamed on a regular on how we treat elderly people in this country. Oh, seniors. And you know what? And and the other issue is like I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, OK, do we need term limits? <laughs> Do we need term limits? Because people, we, I mean, I'm looking at Diane Feinstein. We wouldn't need term limits if people would vote. Right. I'm looking at Diane Feinstein, who don't yeah. want to leave. That that one bothers me. It absolutely does. There's yes. a but, but this is the thing. If we if we could get people to vote, everyone to vote, we wouldn't have to limit their choices. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that to me, the, the the energy that gets put into, um, should be put into that energy should be put into full enfranchisement and getting rid of the electoral college and getting rid of all the impediments to people voting and the ability for state houses to decide that black people don't exist, etc. Like right. we, you know, I mean, you're looking at states who are um absolutely defying the Supreme Court. Yep. And and what it's told them to do in terms of fair uh, voting policies and so and and redistricting and I you know, to me that's that's where that goes. But it's it's it, it does. I think you're absolutely right. I would like to see the discussions on the news shows go to that part of the discussion and not just stay in the is this one person too old. Yeah, You know, like instead of looking at, well, what is the deal with the political system where we are continually, this country, all we do is talk about young people and the young people this, and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Well, then what's going on? Right. Well, I, I, I don't think, here's my thing. When we are, live in a country where we, are, we have elected officials and we say we don't want to, we don't want a king, but that's what Mitch McConnell is. He is the king of the fucking Senate. That's why it to me, I had a very limited dose of empathy. And then it stopped. And I was like, he is retrograde. He should not be there. No. This man single-handedly stopped us from having a fair Supreme Court. That's right. For me, it's the it's time to open up this fucking file and mm -hmm. look at it. Because mm -hmm. if we're gonna look at it, let's look at it. Let's look at it. 
And for me, I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. I, it's not even the age for me. It is the amount of power this person has been able to accrue. Yeah, it's it's disproportionate. It has no place anywhere in our government. What's Kentucky give us? Say it again. I think it, the sound cut out at the beginning of that sentence. I said, I said, for Kentucky, what the fuck does Kentucky give us? Kentucky don't do shit for this country. Tobacco, maybe. We don't want that. Um, the Derby. You know, it's not one of our largest economies. I'm sure there's things I don't know about. No, it's not. No, it's, it's, not, it's Why does not. this man from Kentucky get to decide what happens to me while I live in one of the world's- The what, fourth largest? Of, fourth, fourth or fifth largest economies in the world? No, 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 yeah, no, that's, no. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't make any kind of sense. But that's what our system's always been said. The Senate has always been the place that they that they get rid of democracy. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's, that's how it's constructed. But I really, it is absolutely something that we should address. And I, th- I would like to see these discussions get away from just the, is, is you know, some, this particular politician too old and what's wrong is our system. That's right. That's right. It's time to open the file. Yeah. Is the system too old? Because it's yes. not, it's not this individual. This is no. a systemic issue. Absolutely. Okay, Hunter Biden pleads not guilty after judge balks at plea deal wording. A judge on Wednesday put Hunter Biden's plea deal in a tax case on hold after expressing concern about a related agreement on a gun charge. U.S. District Court Judge Mary Ellen Norica, I think. Mary Ellen, Judge Mary Ellen. Who was appointed by then President Donald Trump, questioned language about not prosecuting President Biden's son for tax crimes in the future. Norica, I think, told defense and prosecuting attorneys to discuss clearer wording. After the deal, which Republicans have called too lenient, was delayed, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to the two misdemeanor tax crimes of failure to pay more than $100,000 in taxes from over $1.5 million in income in both 2017 and 2018. This is such bullshit. This mm. is such bullshit. I have yet heard anybody question the $2 billion that fucking Jared walked away from. Thank you. Ivanka's patents in China. I mean, it's absolutely redonkulous, but this is my problem. Number one, let me start here. Hunter Biden is a private citizen. He is not in office, nor has he been in office. He had no position in the White House, nor will he ever have a position in the White House. He is not, he is not, a political entity or force in this country. Number two, we all know that if he weren't Hunter Biden, one, he wouldn't have had a lot of the advantages he's had, but two, he also wouldn't be prosecuted like this. Three, Hunter Biden is douchey. There, I've said it. He just (laughs) is. Okay, he just is. Not, they can't all be winners. You know what I'm saying? They can't all be winners. We all have these problems. We all have these people in our family. You know what I'm saying? But that but that is not a crime. If it were, there wouldn't be a Republican Party. So that's it's not a crime. You know what? I don't care what Hunter Biden did with his dick pics. I, I really don't. don't. Care. I, I really don't. You know, I don't It's not care. even remotely interesting to me. No, no. And I have no interest in looking at Hunter Biden's penis. 
Okay. No, I and let me tell you something. We gossip. It's not that we're against gossip. No. It's just not interesting. It's just not interesting. And that's and that's I mean, but the reality is that I have to watch all day long every day. People go into this because they, they because they are determined to let the GOP set the agenda. Just determined. And, and here's my other thing. Don't know what's going on on this planet. It's burning alive. But yeah, what excellent. am I? What am I talking about? Hunting Hunter taxes that he's already paid and he already did whatever from whatever ago. It's like, but I feel. But this is the reason why I feel the need to speak about it is because there are so much. Com- they're, they're conflating so many different things. Yes, that it makes it sound as Guilty. if. As if he's guilty, even on our side. Well, this is the thing by bringing what the the way that it's being reported, because what the judge isn't questioning the legitimacy of the plea deal. That's actually not what's going on. I watched this intensive report and say what the judge is questioning is the language, the language. And in fact, it's their mistakes. They're things that the lawyers didn't catch. So she's basically going through and going like, this doesn't really make sense the way this is written. It's sort of like saying, you will never ever be charged for a crime in your life, but you couldn't possibly be saying that. And they're like, oh, wait, yeah, it's mistakes. It's yeah. things that they have should have caught. She's actually, because she's being watched and she knows how hard she's being watched. And not that she's going to throw a judge all the time. I don't know. But what I do know is that everybody knows they're being watched. So there's a, there's, there's a performance aspect. But the reality is she's, she goes through it. She's not saying that this plea deal shouldn't happen or that right. it won't happen, but she's that it needs it to be, it's to clean it up. So it looks right. And I think that by reporting it the way they're reporting it and the vagaries that, they, that a lot of the uh, pundits are leaving it in, it makes it sound like somebody's going, wait, hold up. Should this be a plea deal? And that's right. not, that's actually not the question. That's right. So I, I, it is important to say it over and over again. And, but I think that, you know, when you're out here in the world and if you decide to engage with people and they want to bring this up, I would patiently let them finish, then go. So the, and get to your issue because the, 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 there's nothing to debate. There's just nothing to debate here. Oh, speaking of nothing to debate, Giuliani, Giuliani oh, acknowledges false statements about Georgia election workers. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let's the revenge of Ruby and Shay. I'm telling you, and I hope, I hope, I hope some judge gives them millions upon millions of dollars. I don't want these women to ever have to work again. Again. I know. Rudy Rudy Giuliani conceded in court papers that he falsely accused two Georgia election workers of mishandling ballots during the 2020 election. That's not enough for me. See how I feel disrespected by this, because this is how I feel disrespected. He, because he basically what he did is uh, an aide, Ted Goodman, said Giuliani was only acknowledging his statements were false to move forward from the fact gathering phase of the case to the question of whether he can be held liable for damages. Basically, what he was saying is, yeah, fine, I lied about them hoes. Yeah. That's basically what he's saying. So now, now what? Like, I don't even want to be bothered with this. I don't even want to be bothered with this BS. This is taking too long. I got to pay my lawyers for all this. Just, 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 what is it? Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. And that is about how how wrong these people are, because the reality here is he's only admitting that in this form. He's not on a campaign like he was when he smeared them. See, that's what I need to see, a vigorous campaign around the nation to free them of this. Because no matter what they say in this document or in one statement, and the fact that he isn't saying it and aid is, I need his withered, wrinkly, dry, 
my lips to pucker up and let these words not fall, say I lied. I lied about Ruby and Shay to sick a mob on them. I am an asshole. I need him to say that and then pay them millions of dollars. Yep. Because they've had to move. And for the rest of their lives, they have to look over their shoulders. The FBI has told them that. This is not me. This is the FBI because they will. The thing about this group of jerks is you're never innocent once you've been tagged. That's right. And, and and you know what? Two years from now, somebody could get a real good mad on about how their whatever X, Y, and Z is and go after those women. That's right. It's a crime of opportunity. You see them go, wait, is that that woman? And then you hit them or somebody yes. you think is them. It's just the reality here is that there is no, there's no amount of money that's going to make any of us feel satisfied except, except the one that is everything he has, really. Yep. And I, ex- I expect it to come out of Donald Trump's pocket, too. Because oh, you can, let me tell you what is never coming out of Donald that. Trump's pocket money. <laughs> Ever. Well, E. Jean Carroll gonna get five million plus plus plus. Not from him. Ultimately, he is I we all know he's passing on that charge to the MAGA crowd. They are right. paying that. I'll take it. What I know he doesn't do is pay bills. I will take it. To I will take of, it. To speak of a debt issue, he don't pay bills. Water temperature of Florida's southern tip hits 101 degrees. I want okay, you to I know. I need people to be running through the streets screaming. I, I really do. I need everybody to understand the ocean. The ocean. The ocean is 101 degrees. Do you know how hot a private hot tub is? How hot, Francis? 101 degrees. You can't sit in a hot tub, Angela, no, for I more than five minutes. I faint. This is why I want to- I'm I delicate. Wanna, I want to bring this, under, this, this temperature. Understand. Yeah, understand. That you will, that you boil in a hot tub. That's soup. That's soup. This is, and here's the thing. That's not necessarily- the highest it's going to get. No, no, no. That was just the other day. <laughs> it's just right now. No, we're not even, you know, here, September is really hot. I'm telling you. It's 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 alarming and, I, and I'm pissed. And I'm going to tell you, this is, this is where I, I'm pissed, Francis, because I think it's really unfair that we've had to deal with in our lifetimes. Um, all of this, and I was really hoping that this this environmental crisis. Well, we of course we gonna have storms and shit, but I was really hoping that the earth wouldn't blow up until after like two gener two three generations at least from here. Right, right. Because I don't. I mean, if it if it doesn't happen on our watch, maybe we won't get the full contempt. Right. Um, but but the reality is that that it, in no way am I are we laughing about it. It's no. um the coral reefs are dying. Yeah, they're on for you know hundreds of years dying. So here we are again. I think this is the fifth week in a row that we have had to talk about climate destruction, and it's going to keep going. What is it that you say? Miami has exceeded 100 degrees for 43 straight days. Let me tell you why Angela Wood can't ever, ever, besides DeSantis, ever reside in Florida. Okay, I just that is not a world in which I can live. No, 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 no. We'll be right back after these messages. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. 
get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth. Welcome back. Ohio officer fired for releasing police dog on trucker with hands up. Did you see this tape? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's start with why the trucker was pulled over in the first place, Francis. Mud flap. A missing, missing one missing mud, mud flap. One missing mud now, flap. Now apparently when they try to pull him over, he quote ran. Right. So for a mud flap. So they decided to chase him, which by the way, they were supposed to stop doing in this in California. I don't know about Ohio, but chasing people on traffic stops. Yeah. And they used the the tire deflate things. Yeah. So they risked uh, multiple car accidents and deaths and injuries to pull over for, again, the inciting incident is the mud flap and then running from the traffic pullover. And then they when he got out with his hands up. Yeah. Hands up. Hands up on his knees. On his knees, they sick the dog on him. Yep. And Angela, you wouldn't know about it if it weren't for body cameras. That's right. That's right. This is how Black people are treated in this country. And if you try to tell me otherwise, I don't believe you because that's all I'm seeing. And th those are the stops we, we, uh, we, we found out about this one. It's on the phone. This truck driver, Jadarius Rose, he's 23. He was on the phone with 911 at the time because yes. he that's why he didn't pull over. Mm -hmm. He didn't pull over because he's a black man. He was scared. And he was scared. And he that's what he told 911. Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid to get out of this truck. I'm afraid of these police officers. And he had every reason to be because they sicked a dog on him. Mm -hmm. For what, as far as they knew at that moment, was a missing mud flap. Yep. And, you know, and that's why we call the police, because the police are after us. That's right. That's right. We have to we have to call the police continuously on the fucking police. And he was absolutely right to be concerned and absolutely right to not. And I this is I mean, my mother told me way back when I was the first learning how to drive. She said way back when the first cars were making, she <laughs> came back as she said to me. And. No. Oh, she said, when you're driving, if if an officer's going to pull you over, pull over, take the hit. And she's like, I want you to drive, especially if it's at night and you're alone, drive someplace where there are people around. That's you right. Know? And if there's a near, and it would be best if you could drive to a police station, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, or a hospital and get in their parking lot and, and, yep. and make sure that, you know, someplace that they, you know, we know they have cameras and that, you know, like, because she's like, you just, you don't, you can't trust the system. It's, it's so, I'm at a place now because I was watching the news the other night and they, of course, were talking about this because they finally fired the truck driver, I mean, the, or the, the um, officer, um, Ryan Speakman. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I don't know why this took so long. I'm sure he was already found by an internal investigation to be totally innocent. But, but I was watching on the news and immediately after this, they did a story about two police officers who were murdered. Of course. And I was, and I turned off the news. Yeah. So I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's bullshit. It's bullshit. D don't do that. 
Don't, it's dangerous for all of us. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and you know what I also need? I need a national database where all these assholes don't get to go move their fucking families to another to another police department in another state. Something. We should be able to sue the entire government for that because the reality is who do you sue when you sue the Catholic Church because you're a priest and you're, you sue the Catholic Church. That's right. Okay. That's right. And that's all they're doing is moving around dirty cops. That's, that's right. That's all they're doing. That's all and they're I, doing. And I cannot be concerned about police officers until police officers are concerned about police officers. That's right. Do not ask me to be concerned about them and their safety until police officers patrol police officers. When I see, we, I, I know of one case where cops came for George Floyd, and that's because the whole world was protesting and we had nine and a half minutes of fucking videotape. That is the only reason. Yep where police that I have seen have come forward the way they were supposed to and dealt with the situation. Besides the three that helped, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Mm. I am so Ooh. I've so had it with them. I've so had it. And, and, I and, can't. All this, and all this bullshit here in California. Yeah, every time I turn around, Riverside police, Riverside especially, police. Are, are, punching are killing women killing with babies, beat, punching women in the face with babies, uh, attacking people for giving them the finger, um, just all sorts of stuff. Like it's it's I I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Don't this ask is, me. Don't ask me. I know. I you know I we normally don't do this, but Sinead singer Sinead O'Connor dies at fifty six. Uh, Irish singer-songwriter Sinead O'Connor, whose song Nothing Compares to You was at one time the Billboard Music Awards number one single, has died at 56. Her family announced Wednesday. Um, to be clear, you, Prince wrote that. Yes. I don't like the way that this is written. It makes it seem like she wrote it. She did right. a very good uh, performance of the Prince. Yes. The ballad, which was written by Prince, earned her three Grammys. O'Connor, who battled mental health troubles, was also known for making controversial political statements, including when she tore up a photo of Pope John Paul II in a 1992 appearance on NBC's Saturday Night Live to protest child sex abuse in the Catholic Church. Why that was controversial is, is, is questionable. Well, because she was the first person to do we it. Didn't and, know, and, yeah. And, we and didn't we know didn't in know. this country. They knew. They knew in Ireland, but our our media wasn't yeah. important. Yeah. And let me tell you, I remember that, and I was just kind of coming out of Catholicism around that time, and I remember being so angry at her. I really? remember I was really I I thought it was disrespectful. This is why I'm saying I'm I'm talking about. The reason why I wanted to put this in here is to talk about the journey I made, you know, and I think a lot of people had to make. Um, but I thought it was really disrespectful. And I thought that, you know, I was like, wow, wow. Then a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, fuck. Sinead was right. Mm -hmm. She was right. And I just wanted to say, in her memory, we owe her that. Yep. We owe her, I'm sorry. 
We owe her. She had a beautiful voice. We owed it to her while she was alive. We really and, did. And it's upsetting that it takes her death yeah. for us to have the conversation again mm-hmm. um, because she got so, um, you know, pushed out and and critiqued and there wasn't the follow-up. And I mean, I think that's true of a number of people, a number of things, like like I've said before, we owe President uh, Jimmy Carter a peanut farm. Yeah. Like we owe, you know what I mean? Like, um, we we should be we should be better about going you know what yeah and at the time and i and i'm not saying the media didn't do its job at the time rather than just calling just putting that this was an outrage why not why not report on what she was talking about yeah why not do the expose then we gotta wait for the boston globe how many decades later yeah to fuck to get on the right page about it and it's it's like you know had anybody been willing to do that critique or to look at that accusation then maybe people would have been quicker to understand this was a a viable critique and i have to say i never when it happened i was like well so that's what she thinks i don't it I just, I didn't feel that. I mean, I went to Catholic school not nearly as long as you did and I wasn't a Catholic, but but I was shocked by how angry it made people. Yeah, it was outrageous. It was, it was outrageous. It was an outrageous thing to do. Yet the reality is, is that she was so much, she had so much more courage. Yes. But yet she was beaten down for it. Um, she said, I'm not sorry I did it, but it was traumatizing. In a final social media post, O'Connor said that it had been, quote, living as an undead night creature since her 17-year-old son, Shane, killed killed himself. So, you know. He killed himself last year. Yeah. She said that she'd been living as an undead night creature. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and I'm just so sorry. I'm just so sorry. I'm just, I can't say it enough. I'm just so sorry. And I just, you know, even the, you know, and, and, and. I feel like to be clear, I have had mental health issues. I think that the the way that this gets reported reported is just to the way that this person gets sort of, you know, um deconstructed down to a few buzz phrases mm-hmm. that that really don't encompass the realities of, you know, what it means for that, what that person means and meant. And I've seen a lot of our friends talking about it that to have somebody be such a fierce ally of of so many different populations and mm-hmm. to be that brave and that willing to move forward and then you know i've watched this this picture over and over again of at when this went on chris christopherson joining her you know being on yes. stage with her and holding her and making it really clear like and as people just screamed insults at her him standing where they're that's allyship yeah okay that is being in support of somebody that is the kind of thing that makes you tip your head to chris christopherson too yeah and it's like this but the reality is we you know, people get to have opinions. Yeah. They just don't get to destroy the, 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 you know, DC for it, but yeah. they get to have opinions. <laughs> you know you what? Know. Had she done it now, it wouldn't, it, I don't, I, I think maybe nobody would care, but at well, that time. Think that until the way that they've, they've messed over Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Because you can't, Donald Trump ain't the Pope. No, no, but, 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 they, they, but that's what we do. We, we destroy people. And um and and Sorry. her destruction wasn't fair. No, and I, I think that, but I think that to me, the thing to take away from it, since I do not believe that the media is going to change what it does tonight or this week because of this or anything else, I think that it is to remember that when getting information is part of getting information. So when you hear the news or when you read it, you know, before you start regurgitating it, you know, 
I have to remember, remind myself to first of all, follow the Maddow rule, which should have been everybody's rule, which is read the whole article. Mm-hmm. Second, check its sources, check who wrote it. Uh, understand, is this an art, is this an article or an op-ed? Yep. You know, um, question things. Like you hear me, I get very particular about vocabulary because it's used to control us, you know? Yep. And and the language of all wars first start with words, you know? And and the reality of that is that when you get information, it's beho- we all it's incumbent upon all of us to take a look at it and ask ourselves make a uh, try to make as rigorous an analysis if we can as we can of it before we just accept it well let's talk about rigorous analysis a former national intelligence official turned whistleblower testified that the u.s united states is concealing a long-standing program that retrieves and reverse engineers unidentified flying objects David Grush. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you know, for me, I want you to imagine me backing slowly out of the room, trying not to get anybody's attention because I don't want to get hit by a stray bullet when they kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> Appeared before the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee alongside two former fighter pilots who had firsthand experience with, quote unquote, unidentified an- An- anomalous anomalous phenomena. That's a lot of unnecessary, big, fancy words for UFO. A phrase the federal government uses to refer to uh, what are commonly known as UFOs. Grush told uh, lawmakers that during his work with a UAP task force, he was denied access to a UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program that had existed for decades. He added that the U.S. likely had been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s and claimed that the government has recovered non-human biologics from crash UAPs. The Defense Department, meanwhile, said it has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. Thoughts? Oh, look, I'm not curious. (laughs) Okay, and and there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm. Number one, I don't need to know if I don't need to know. <laughs> okay? Okay? There are no X-Files in Angela Land. Right. Okay? Okay. I, because you know why? Snitches get stitches. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here to ask nobody nothing. Okay? That's the kind of detective and I do. No, I don't need to ask nobody nothing. Here's the thing. What do I think? What I think is if we're alone in this universe, it's an awful big waste of space. Right. <laughs> that's 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 what I think. I just watched on Netflix uh, a whole movie on the, the creation of the James Webb telescope, which, you know, is much That is more... one of the dorkiest sentences I've ever heard well, you, you know, say. I, I watched, I, you have no idea. I know idea you love the doc. I, I love know you docs. love the doc. You know, I love the docs. Please don't, I, love, I don't want to hear about corn. Go ahead. I won't the, tell the, you about King Corn and Infinol. Okay. But um, so the thing is, when you look, there are millions of galaxies. Mm-hmm. Inside those galaxies are millions of planets and stars. Mm-hmm. To think that we are the only people 
only living organisms that can all that travel through space right and the billions what i guarantee is don't nobody want to fuck with us because we stupid well this is my thing number one yeah it's a waste of space but also number two i have to go on the other side of the debate do we really think this government is capable of hiding something like this and Uh, that the person who figured it out was david like this is this is my i do have to ask that question me too okay i do too i do this is a government that that while has done some obviously some amazing things has some real really seriously let a bunch of idiot hicks run up on them on january 6th so i mean and i knew better i knew that was gonna be a problem yeah okay so i'm just saying it's hard for me to see that this that this and the all the entities of the planet all the governments of the planet have been this wildly successful at hiding something this juicy that i find hard to believe also that the fact that the americans would be the only people the only one saying it it's so it's so western centric it's so you know like it's a that makes zero sense first of all who if you were an alien who would you come talk to would you come talk to the americas no yeah but also i'm not going to china right also i believe that they do have a reverse engineering program but that's for anything that falls down out of the sky uh, for iran satellites for right. russia's missiles oh, yeah dude uh, corporations have it for other people's technology the, exactly <laughs> like that's exactly not... and, and that to me seems like the thing they wouldn't let david look at okay because he asked i just really feel like david is the problem <laughs> And that is our final word. Now it's time for emails, emails. Tell them to get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. We do answer our emails. And if we're taking a minute to get back to you, just because there's a lot of them and we are getting there. So um, this first email uh, is the subject is animal idiot episode, which was, Mm. was that last week or the week before? It's very recently we had an all animals um, idiot episode podcast. Um, OMG, the animals are off the chain. A couple things occurred to me. First, I live in Columbus, Ohio. We are officially a cow town as people used to graze their cows on the state house lawn. See, that never occurred to me that that's what that's from. Mm -hmm. We are um, actually OSU has an agricultural department. I used to pass the cows grazing the field on the way to work, not in the middle of downtown, but still well within the city limits. Used to pass the sign for beekeeping area too, but I choose to avoid that confrontation. I think the bull got off at the wrong stop. (laughs) Second, I think Angela may be right about the goat wanting to go to school. I think the goat heard about Mary's little lamb and thought, there's no reason to stop at elementary school. Why not try for an advanced degree? I'm already outsmarting the goat interdiction task force, (laughs) which is a real thing. It's a real thing. And maybe the task force name is part of the problem. You know, they didn't spell all that out on the jackets. There you go. See, she understands. It probably just said G-I-T and the goat just took them at their word. And shaming the snake for not paying bus fare seems ableist to me. What do you think? (laughs) You have to listen to the episode to understand all that. Looking forward to the next adventure. Love you both, Alice and Columbus. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. And next up, this is Jane P., Thank you. She says, thank you so much. This truly brightened my day. I hope you both are doing well and look forward to watching your postings on Patreon and listening to Fridays with Frangela on the Stephanie Miller Show. Best regards, Jane. I think we sent her a birthday message. Yes, it's a happy birthday message. Yay! And now it's time for Resistance Wrap-Up. 
We want to thank you for getting out here and resisting. Um, we're going to talk about seven things that you can do for abortion rights right now. Yes. Okay. The U.S. Supreme Court has taken away the constitutional right to abortion, and here's how you can help. One, donate to abortion funds, okay? That's right. These are uh, funds that directly support people seeking abortion care. Yes. Two, donate to independent abortion clinics at Keep Our Clinics. And they have links inside of this at the abortion, um, uh, the Reproductive Rights Institute. Yes. Three, show up and protest. Hallelujah. They have a map. We won't go back map. Go check that out. Yeah. Speak up and activate your network. Then number five is learn more about abortion laws in your state. Number six is find out where your lawmakers stand on abortion rights. And seven, tell Congress to protect abortion access by passing the Women's Health Protection Act, WHPA. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.